fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market laissez-faire capitalist society allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right it is. Hey, welcome into the program. Holy cow, it is almost 2023. That right there, that mind thought process just blows my mind already. We are almost at the end of 2022. I don't know where this year went because, well... It should still be like March or something, at least in my mind. It's gone by way too fast. Welcome into the program. As usual, this is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station. We are all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. However you watch or listen to the show, it's always a pleasure to have you along for the ride today. Your Millennial General for the last time of 2022, reporting for duty for you like we do every single day. Not the last time in general. Just for 2022. We're not here tomorrow taking a day off. Not there on Monday because of the holiday. So we'll be back at it on Tuesday again next week. So that means we have a lot to cram into the program today. Coming up on the show, I am really excited about this one. Because as you know, last week for Christmas Eve, for the day, the Christmas Eve, 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 the Thursday before Christmas, we did our famous traditional Christmas Eve special where we played our great sound bites of the year, our our great little comedy skits of the year, our satire bits of the year that we've collected. We played a lot of those on Christmas Eve for the final episode going into Christmas. This episode, we kind of do a year in review. It's always good for us to do that, right? Both as a personal level, maybe a relationship level, maybe a career level, or just humanity in general level on where we've come and where we're going and what direction that we're on. Are we on the right path? Have we made the right choices? Have we grown in some way, shape, or form? Have we evolved in some way, shape, or form? Have we excelled? Or are we stagnant and are we in the exact same place? God forbid that ever happened. Are you in the exact same place that you were in January of 2022 compared to December 31st? of 2022 how have you grown have you done to do the self-reflection it's great i enjoy it and sometimes it's a little bit downing it's a little bit depressing because i haven't grown as much as what we'd like to do maybe on a personal level in some aspects but that also uh, fuels the fire i think a little bit to go into the new year say hey this year we're going to make it happen we're not going to stay stagnant and that's what we do on this program for today so with our what's trending story of the day what's trending today Today's the day to look back on things. And the number one thing I think we need to look back on is to make sure that our great fearless leader of the United States, Joe Biden, is doing relatively well. He's been battling some dementia issues. He doesn't quite speak properly. We need to make sure that he's tip-top shape because 2023 is going to be a really wild year. Joe Biden, are you doing all right, buddy? I want to be clear. I'm not going nuts. Making making sure, man. Making sure. Uh, They, according to the Democrats, have had a big year. They've rammed through a lot of different things, and they feel very proud about that. They've been able to ram through certain legislation by bullying Republicans by having the majority. And a lot of it has been done in the last month or so, really the last couple weeks before we end the session and the elected officials head on home, feeling like they've accomplished something for the year and that they put on their big boy pants to get something done, like spending a $1.7 trillion omnibus package. Right? I'm a big kid now. (laughs) Making sure. Making sure. So uh, here we go. 
We're going to start off the program today with Joe Biden's best and worst for some of 2022. I mean, obviously, he's had a few gaps here and there. Nothing serious, though, right? Hopefully, nothing too serious. Our top, we'll say six bits of Joe Biden for 2022 in recap, because obviously we are the greatest nation on the face of the earth. No question about it. We may have our faults, but overall, we are the greatest nation on the face of the earth, and there is no one that can compare to us, and we can always sum up our country in one singular word. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him uh, foot, foot. Makes sense, right? We do things in this country so great that no other country could do. I sound like Donald Trump right now. We do more things better than anybody else in the entire world. We've done the recaps of Donald Trump. Now it's time to do it for Joe Biden. We are so great in this nation that we even cure cancer. I and so damn many other people I grew up have cancer. And why can't for the longest time, Delaware had the highest cancer rate in the nation. Yeah, I'm glad you know that. I'm glad you know that. We're so good in this nation that for 2022 and our year in review and our year in review of Joe Biden that we've expanded the nation. Did you know that? I wasn't aware of it, apparently, but that apparently he knew about it because we expanded above and beyond 50 states of this great nation to now 54 states in this great nation. By the way, if they do, that means not a joke, everybody. That's why we were defeated in 2018 when they tried to do it. We went to 54 states. Again, many may not have known that. He's that good, ladies and gentlemen. He's that good that he's expanded the nation that wide to 54 states. We've even had our very first female president of the year. Didn't even know that happened as well, right? During Kamala Harris's birthday. Happy birthday, great president. Uh, We know uh, your mom's always with you. (laughs) Didn't realize that we had our first female president of the United States. Joe Biden is so good as we look back on his record for 2022. He is so good. Half the stuff that he said he did, we didn't even know that he did. But by golly, he's so good at it. He even brought dead Congress people back to life for certain benefits and dinners. Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was going to be here to help make this a reality. Not knowing that she had actually passed just like a couple days prior to. And oh, by the way, went to her funeral and then... Well, she was top of mind. She was on his mind, which is why he asked why she wasn't there at the benefit dinner. Finally, and this is probably one of my favorite ones from 2022 as our year in review continues, is that we make sure when we speak, we speak clearly and we have to repeat ourselves when necessary to make sure we emphasize the points that really need emphasizes. Joe Biden is really the master of that one, is he not? It is noteworthy that the percentage of women who register to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line. Women are not without electoral and or political, or, or maybe precise, not and or, or political power. That was a rough one. Got to admit. Got to admit. We're going to give you a bonus one as well because my other favorite one is something that apparently nobody knew about in this nation, but it apparently happens as that the bullet of an AR-15 is the fastest bullet in the world. Do you realize the bullet out of an AR-15 travels five times as rapidly as a bullet shot out of any other gun? Wasn't aware of that. Wasn't aware of that. Joe Biden's year in review. Let's go into the Biden basement. (laughs) Oh, we're
we're in trouble if that's what we have to look forward to for the next two years, which it is, unless he gets booted out by some particular reason by Kamala Harris uh, when he accidentally trips down the stairs in some form or fashion. Not saying it's going to, but hey, I'm reading the signs on the wall, and the signs are the Democrats are a little embarrassed by what's actually leading the country right now and the Democrat Party as a whole. On a serious note, as we do do a reflection, a little bit more of a serious note. You know me, a bit of a sarcastic ass at times. But hey, what do you do? So uh, as we look back on our year in review, our 2022 year, and we ask ourselves, are we better off now than what we were just a year ago? Are we better off from January 1 of 2022 than we are right now on the 29th of December of 2022 going into New Year's weekend? Economically, most people are not. Maybe you've made a buttload of money and you just don't care about the nine and a half, eight and a half percent inflation rates that we've seen across the nation. Maybe it doesn't bother some on the prices of goods across the nation when you try to go to the grocery store or you try to go on a vacation or you try to put gas in your car with the ridiculous seven, six, seven, eight dollars a gallon of gas that we saw in California and other places throughout this year. And they blame it so conveniently and easily on other issues with you know Putin and Russia and everything else when they don't drill ourselves but most people I'm assuming maybe struggle a little bit more this year or at least recognize that more money went out trying to buy the same amount of goods which is why so many economists going into 2023 say that we are headed to the recession of 2023 that they're bracing the economy for If you've been following the stock market in any way, shape, or fashion, that there's been a massive sell-offs in many different industries. We've seen Tesla lose like 40% of the value. Apple lost 3% just a day or two ago as well, with shares being sold off. The uh, retail industry has been taking a drop pretty dramatically over the last few weeks as well because, well, the holiday shopping was okay, but not near what it needed to be. And while we spent more money, we actually got less goods because, well, we were spending 8.5% inflation to buy the goods that we needed, so we cut back to just afford the bare minimums as opposed to actually expanding. But looking back as well, according to CNBC, they've come out with their year-over-year price increases on certain items. And again, do we need to play the... I mean, we already played the song, but do we need to play the crazy songs again? Because (laughs) why not? This is laughable with how bad it was this year, including number one, the largest increase of some type of good in the country this year was eggs at 49.1% year over year at the end of the year on the price of eggs. Now, they say, obviously, it wasn't just because of inflation, but it was because of the avian influenza, the worst avian influenza that we had seen in U.S. history, with millions of egg-laying hens that died in the year because of contracting the virus. Does that mean that we're going to be a run of fear again next year, too? Possibly. I don't know. But they say that that was the number one cause and the highest rising priced item in 2022 in the country. Number two was airfare at 36% overall. Would explain it. I would be a little upset if my air prices, uh, airfare prices went up by 36% and I was one of those customers on Southwest Airlines that still can't get my flight home or to where I need to be for the holidays. And I'm sitting there for days on end while they try to fix their system. The prices went up, but the quality remained. And that should be a sign of concern, I think, for many individuals. Number three is butter that raised in 2022 of 34.2%, followed by public transportation. Wait a second. Hold on here. Public transportation at 23% increase year over year. I, hold on, hold on, wait a second. 
I thought public transportation was supposed to be the really cheap, efficient, cost-effective way to get around without using your gas-guzzling car to contribute to the ozone, to contribute to, you know, the uh, greenhouse gases or to climate change or global warming, whatever the hell we're calling it now. And that that was going to be the easy, convenient way for the government to supply a way for us to be more efficient at what we do. And yet it went up by 23%. That's after, by the way, an infrastructure package that was passed at the federal level that was going to make infrastructure better that includes public transportation because public transportation is part of the infrastructure of the nation that they said they were going to take care of. And yet the prices went up. Quite interesting. Next one on the list, cereal and bakery products up by 16%. Pet food by 15%. You feel the punch on that one if you have a lot of pets. Utilities, including gas service, up by 15%, on the way up to over 30%, according to the Biden administration. Milk at 14% increase today, 14.7%. Stationary supplies and gift wrapping items at 14.3%. Electricity at 13%. Health insurance by 13.5%. And poultry at 13.1%. If you bought that new household item or new vehicle, that vehicle was up 7% year over year. Now, with those types of numbers, with how dramatically expensive certain things were year over year, when we reflect on 2022 and we ask, are we better off not just as an individual, but as a nation? Can we properly answer that? And while we go into our new session of 2023 with Congress bickering about who's going to be the leaders, we should keep these numbers in mind to understand what to fix and make sure the ones that caused this issue probably shouldn't be in leadership again going into the new year. That's our two cents for 2022. Reason with Andy Hoosier. Bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. And I got to admit, looking at some of those numbers for inflation and the rise of cost of living for certain items across the nation, just absolute insanity. But it's what Democrats like, apparently. They continue to vote for them. We had a major election, a midterm election, that allowed us to make a decision. Hey, do you like the way that we are going? Do you like the direction that things are going? And apparently some did because we weren't able to maintain or we weren't able to overturn the Democrat majority in the Senate. They maintained the Senate and we took over the House, but by a slim margin, not quite as high as what we would have liked to have seen, when even 70% of all the polls, all the polls showed that 70, 80% of the voters going into the midterm elections of 2022 said that the number one priority for them was the economy and the expense of items, especially gas being number one. The funny part is, is that right towards the election, which you totally could have called it, we called it on the show, we knew it was coming, we saw into the crystal ball, and we were able to look and see that, oh yeah, the Biden administration was somehow going to artificially lower prices of gasoline going into election to say, hey, it's not that bad. We fixed the issue, don't you worry about it. And we asked the question, even then, hey, how are they doing that? We have depleted our oil reserves, 
the OPEC and OPEC Plus that we're buying our oil from now, since we're not doing it domestically, uh, they're cutting back their distribution and their production of oil. So uh, Russia's out there hoarding it and drilling it and just stockpiling it until all this crisis is over. Then they're going to flood the market with all of their stuff and dominate the oil industry. So kudos on those guys. They played that smart in the long term. And we're just sitting back. We've depleted our reserves. We're dependent now on OPEC. We're going to be dependent on Russian and Saudi Arabian oil. And then somehow, even with them lowering their production, our gas prices went down. Now, I get it that a lot of people just stopped using as much, so our demand went down some, but everybody still has to go to work. Truck drivers are still out on the road. Everybody's still kind of doing their thing. Maybe just we didn't go on vacation. Maybe we didn't do our cross-country trip, but we're still using it. And somehow the gas prices went down. The things you make you go, hmm... And makes you wonder how the heck they actually lowered it. It's kind of like the economy where they say that they have lowered the prices on goods. They've ingested so much money by printing it that we've artificially lowered it. But the bubble is going to burst. And now that we don't have to worry about an economy for two more years with the election season, then the bubble is going to burst because I've said it so many times on the air. You cannot maintain and sustain what you've done here with an artificial cap on how bad the economy actually is. The recession will hit in 2023. That's my crystal ball prediction. The economy will hit a massive roadblock. We will see the recession hit. We will see inflation hit its ugly face again because you can't print the amount of money that we're spending and not have a backing for it and then not see prices go up. And with the $1.7 trillion spending package, not a budget, but an omnibus package, then we know it's going to happen. It's only a matter of time and how long they can artificially hold it down. That's my prediction going into the new year. And yet, we tried. We did our darndest. We did the best we could to yell and scream and hoot and holler at the top of our lungs to let everybody know it was coming. And yet, we barely maintained our majority in the House of Representatives to take over. And now, with Republicans so divided, we can't even find unity to find a proper leader as the new Speaker of the House. That's how bad the Republican Party is. And I have to admit, I'm frustrated beyond belief with the Republican Party. We campaign that we're going to take over. We campaign that we're going to do conservative things. And in the first thing we do when we get a slim majority that we fought tooth and nail and scraped by to get in the first place, then we bicker amongst each other on who's going to actually lead us. And the person that thinks he's entitled to get it is a rhino establishment, middle of the road Republican from California that's supposed to somehow win over conservative Republicans. And we're just supposed to cower and tip over and just vote for Kevin McCarthy in this. And it hasn't worked out so well for him. Now they blame the conservatives. Now they blame the Republicans. And we have to go along with this bickering among the Republican Party. Why can't it be simple? Why can't we find some type of unity of just saying, hey, we have solid conservative beliefs of limited government, cutting spending and getting the government the hell out of our personal lives. And let's elect somebody, a Speaker of the House, who's going to do that and rally the Republican caucus to do that. Patricia Corey, right around the corner here on The Voice of Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right you are. Welcome back into the program. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us today. It is a Thursday, the pre-Friday celebration. I'm so sad. Our last episode of 2022. 
Another year in the books, baby. How have we done? We've done fantastic. For those, and by the way, I have to, I say this a lot. I try to say it more often on the program. Thank you very much for listening to the show. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for watching us on the live streams. Thank you for doing what you do and supporting the show very much with some of our Patreon supporters as well, which I never plugged that, but you can go to patreon.com slash Hoosier Reason, and you can find the show there, and you can support it. We're going to be doing some a lot more content on there next year. For those that want to contribute to the Patreon uh, site, it's kind of exclusive content, which is going to be neat, whether it's a uh, weekly episode, whether it's an additional interview, whether it's something else that uh, only Patreon supporters are going to get. So thank you for that, for the support for that, and for the Hoosier Media Network and everything that we do. Uh, the ratings for this show in our local market in the Wichita area absolutely kill it. So thank you so much for that. Our local program that we have on the weekends as well do very, very well. Our download numbers for our podcast are up dramatically year over year. So as a show, I got to thank you for supporting it because it's absolutely fantastic and awesome and I love you to death and we thank you very, very much. And I'm really excited because who better to have on the program than our for our very last episode of the year than our next guest is. I am so excited to have her back on. What's trending today? And I love it. Live radio. It's the greatest thing in the world. Live radio is great because as I was giving her the info to call into the program, I fat fingered the number and gave her the wrong number. And then we connected literally seconds before we go on the air. But that's the way we roll, baby, because it's just awesome to do so. I'm excited to have her back on. She is a psychic. She's an author of multiple books. Uh, the latest one, Hacking the God Code, The Conspiracy to Steal the Human Soul. Really happy to have back on the program with us today. Patricia Corey. Patricia, how are you today? I'm good. I'm a little stressed out trying to get the <laughs> get in on the phone, but as you said, it's live. It is live good radio. To be back. It is so good to have you back on the program. I loved our interview the last the, the last time and and talking about moving forward because this is hacking the God code is such a fascinating topic. I've been reading through your book and trying to preserve humanism is such it seems like a difficult thing. I was looking at uh, as as we've gone through the show today. I've been looking at differently, kind of the year in review. And one of the things that popped up was the most influential individuals on social media, watching these Instagram people, watching these TikTok people, the millions of followers and how our life apparently now revolves around social media. This bleeds right into what you talk about with your book with Hacking the God Code, because this is something that I think is kind of crazy. We've never had so many people focus their lives solely on a social media persona before, have we? No, and if you look at it from a deep esoteric place, which is where I live, yeah, you're like, okay, so you've got a transhumanist um, body of maniacs at the helm. And they don't like carbon beings, which would be the human being. And they're trying to impose a silicate-based system, which would be computers and silicon equipment, right? It's, it's really kind of very intense situation we're in, if you look at it that way. Yeah, it is very true. I, I've never really looked at things through that kind of lens until just recently. But seeing the way they go after us, I mean, nowadays our life... When we go outside, when we meet people in person, which they don't like us to do because of COVID, obviously, now we're going to spread the virus and just kill people, apparently, if we go out in public. It almost seems like, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Surrogate, kind of comes to mind with Bruce Willis, where we sit in this pod in our home and the surrogate, the mechanical robot of us, goes out and about and goes to our job and goes socializes with people and just goes and enjoys while you sit at home isolated, secluded in your own room in this little pod all day long. It almost seems like the future that we're seeing come to fruition year over year. It's, it 
questionably the future that they want us to go to. The question is, are we going to be the sheep that go to it, or are we going to rebel? Now they're talking about 15-minute cities. Have you heard of this number? I have not. So they're they're talking about, and this is the WEF and other kahunas in the cabal, they want to put in a, a, a system where you cannot travel more than 15 minutes to any appointment, any gathering, any store, or whatever, or you will be fined. Mm. And the reason for the, for the fine is because you are ex- overextending your carbon footprint. So the, the new the new COVID now is the uh, the climate COVID or the climate control system. People need to wake up and realize that all of these things are all about control. That it's is not wild. about the climate. It's not about it's about control and how they market us. They watch how we respond to all of their initiatives. So this is the year 2023. We make it or break it. This is it. Well, that's why I wanted to bring you on here to get an outlook at 2023 on what you see. I know that you do some psychic work. You do channeling work and, and you've and you've kind of looked to see what's going to happen. And we've been building up to what, depending on religion or spiritual belief that individuals have, whether it's the the end of times, whether it's the great awakening, whether it's the rainbow warriors from the Native Americans, whatever it is, is 2023 going to be the year where really we we define what we're going to be? Because obviously COVID-19 was a test. It was the social experiment on what people are going to go along with, in my opinion, at least. And I think yours as well and so many others. And what is 2023 going to behold now that we're seeing another rise in COVID and they start focusing, like you said, on environmental work and government utopian over environmental purposes? I think this is the year of trial and tribulation. We, we are going to be, they're going to throw everything they can at us. Everything. They're going to back off on the nuclear holocaust concept because they've already got BlackRock talking about having the contract for the rebuild of you, <laughs> of the Ukraine. So the war is not over yet, but BlackRock is getting the contract. <laughs> They're meeting with Zelensky as we speak. So that's going to pale for a while. We're going to move into this uh, total repression to the point of a 15-minute city concept, the smart city, the uh, uh, in Saudi Arabia, they've gone ahead and started building Neem, which you may know about is a, I don't know how many, 100-mile-long city that's built in a building. Yeah. And uh, the idea is to corral us into complete slavery. In so the, the question is, oh, we're going we're gonna to go into a cashless society. They're putting in bricks, which is um, non-cash, com- uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The um, yeah, kind of the cryptocurrency stuff, yeah. Finances. Yeah, only it won't be crypto because cryptocurrency was designed for the people to be able to uh, negotiate freely on their own. This will be bank controlled digital currency, different beasts. Okay. Wow. Then we're going to have the social credit system being put into work. I just heard about an hour ago that they're now testing in a supermarket in. I think it's Whole Foods in Washington, D.C. You can't get in without a code. Can't even get into the store. <laughs> right? Wow. And once you use that code to get in, they can code and monitor everything you buy, how long it takes you, et cetera. So we are now at the, it's the Great Reset or it's the Great Rebellion, the Great Awakening. And tw- this is the year that decides where humanity goes. 
We're at that crossroads. That is very interesting. Now, in your opinion, which direction do you think we're going to go? I saw a lot of people wake up during the COVID-19 pandemic and say, wait a second, how in the world do you have that much control over my health and over my life on where I can go to get groceries if I have to wear the mask, if I can't walk into a place or even go to my job without a COVID-19 vaccination? Uh, And a lot of people started rebelling and pushing back and drew that line. Not everybody, but a lot of people started drawing that line. Is it enough, do you think, for the Great Awakening or in the Great Rebellion? Or do you think that we're going to be complacent and go along with some of this? Because some of this is really scary, in my opinion. It's extremely scary, and they're moving so fast that people don't even have a chance to catch their breath. So I know how I'm going to be, and that is to the finish line, I will remain a sovereign being. And I know a lot of people like me who are going to hold to that truth. That means we're going to be encountering a lot of difficulty. And I, I just the question is, do we have the number? If you look at Brazil, Brazil is about to go into military coup because the people have said enough. But is it enough? And is it going to happen? So we're in this cusp now. It's like 2023 is the year of trial and tribulation. We either move forward or we, we move into a very dark time. Now, I personally, I'm an optimist and I believe in the human spirit. And uh, right now, I'm I'm not quaking in my boots, but I'm very alarmed at how fast these guys are moving, and they need to move fast because they know that if we do catch our breath, we will push back. So, you know, red alert to everyone out there. This is a moment where you let go of all the comfort zone stuff, and you get back to the roots. It's like get rid of the comfort food, get rid of the, which is full of garbage that's designed to break down the human body, Yeah. get rid of the tools, the toys, and the, the whole bit, and get back to basics. And I personally think that's where we're moving. We're going to have a movement of people that are going back to the earth, starting again, smaller communities, uh, bartering, learning how to live on less, and rebuilding civilization all over again. I love that concept. We're talking with Patricia Corey, author of the book Hacking the God Code, The Conspiracy to Steal the Human Soul. It's funny, everything that you just mentioned there, I 100% love and agree. The funny part is, is that three years ago, four years ago, five years ago, I would have heard that and be like, wow, that is like the hippiest thing in the entire world, and we always make fun of hippies. And I've realized that now, oh my gosh, they've got something going on here, and I'm totally okay with that in, a, in many aspects. The big question, I think, is going to be like you mentioned, is the technology and how intricate that's going to be in our lives. I see a generational shift where so many in the young generation are either going with their entire lives on social media or they're starting to get away from social media and don't want anything to do with it. I think that Crossroads is already starting to show its face on there as well. Got to take a hard break here real quick. Uh, When we come back, I want to continue this conversation with Patricia Corey, Hacking the God Code. Find it on Amazon. Find it on her YouTube channel as well. She's got some great content on there, at Patricia Corey 224 You can follow her page on YouTube. When we come back, the outlook of 2023, what we get to look forward to, the crossroads of what direction we decide to go for as a country and as humanity as a whole. Lots more coming up here on a Thursday for The Voice of Reason. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason 
with Andy Hoosier. Oh man, last episode, last segment of the episode today for 2022. Welcome back into it. Again, we're back at it on Tuesday as we are off tomorrow, off on Monday. Back at it live again on Tuesday. We have a laundry lineup of guests coming on starting off 2023. But I couldn't think of a better guest and I love her to death. Oh, I love her so much to be on the show with us today for the final episode of 2022. And it's perfect. I laughed. I was looking at some of the chats on the social media and online as, uh, by the way, we're talking with Patricia Corey, our favorite guest here, Patricia Corey 224 on on the uh, YouTube. You can also find her books on Amazon. A lot of them, the latest one, Hacking the God Code, The Conspiracy to Steal the Human Soul. I, I chuckled, Patricia, because there was a comment on the feed asking, uh, Andy, we've covered a lot on this show. We like to have fun with it. Regarding the government's release of documents on ETs in the country, and they asked the question, does she know on whether we're going to make progress in contacting ETs going into 2023? So I'll let you run with that with however you want to, but are we going to make further contact and will me will it be more public next year regarding aliens and extraterrestrials? Well, first of all, thank you for for the wonderful accolade, and I feel the same about you, so that's great. Uh, with regard to ET, uh, I just want people to be on alert because the ultimate uh, false flag episode would be the government announcing that we have ET arrival, right? Mm. And they would have the costumes and the masks and the holograms of the whole Megillah to be able to pull off a fake landing. So uh, if you want ET information, you've got to really go to the people that are involved in disclosure that are grounded in science and that are not a part of NASA and the whole uh, government system. But I do think that there's a chance that we're going to be looking at a false, first of all, false flag that they are saying that they've got first contact. That's very possible. And if you want to think about what could the government do that would ultimately control the population, ultimately more than war, more than technology, more than anything else, if we do not comply with their little game, it would be to fake a landing of ET who comes in and tells us they're going to be working with our government to bring us in line with the Galactic Federation. So my answer is sort of uh, twofold. One, I do uh, the the information continues to come in. More and more t- contact is 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 becoming available. More and more sightings. Some of them are fake. So yeah, I think that. I don't know if it's this year, but I definitely believe that we are on the trajectory for disclosure very soon. Our generation is going to know that we're not orphans in this universe. But do be aware. Let's not get too excited if we start hearing from the government that they've got anything resembling contact because I don't trust the government, period. Sure. Now, I'm right there with you. And you're right. I forget what the operation is. It Operation Paperclip, Operation Blue Book. I forget. One of those was World War II and the Nazis. The other one was, I believe it was they, according to some, that the operation is when there's uh, some type of way for them to lock things down, go into martial law, kind of take over, that they use the holograms, they use the technology to fake an ET uh, invasion with some of the technology they have that we're not aware of to make us think that ETs are coming down in order for them to villainize them and be able to create a militarized space program which I know we're already on the mode for. I know that's a little bit far-fetched, but you're right. We have seen a lot more ET sightings over the last couple of years. In fact, uh, from what I've heard, we've seen massive amounts of ET sightings over in the Ukraine with that ongoing conflict. One of them, according to some reports, there was an ET ship that came down, blew up like six Russian tanks that were about ready to bomb an apartment complex, and then just took off again. 
I don't know if that's true or not. Don't know if it's real, but it's pretty fascinating to listen to. Well, I, you know, I, we, we still don't know who the bad guys are anyway. If they were bombing the Russians, are we sure the Russians are the, the in, inevitably <laughs> the bad guys? That's, mm. that's already a politicized mm. position for an ET to take. I don't know. I don't. I don't believe that story, and I'd have to see it with my own eyes. And another thing to consider is you said you talked about them villainizing an eventual ET arrival. But what if the ETs that supposedly arrive position themselves to be the good guys, and everybody waxes effusive? Oh, yay! Finally, the good ETs have come, and we get some kind of control system where they say, "Look, you know, we're here to help you, but uh, there are a few things you're going to have to do to." meet the standards and we're going to work with your government to help you get there yeah you makes you think makes you think can you uh, can we be too skeptical on some of those if we do end up making contact it's going to be an interesting year i would love to see that as the headline in 2023 because the headlines when we did see some solid ufo information come from the government the media didn't even cover it which makes you go hmm. it is patricia Corey. we're out of time my friend hacking the god code go find it on amazon patricia we love you happy new years we got to get you back on the show again real soon Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. All right, stay on the line. We'll chat with you off the air in just a second. Until then, that does it for us today. Podcast up in just a little bit, everybody. Have a wonderful New Year's. We'll see you back on Tuesday for 2023. Until then, be your own voice of reason. This is the voice of reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio.